Back to Basics 2.0 Sterile Technique by Aaron Kyle. Perioperative nurses perform specific actions during operative or other invasive procedures to prevent inadvertent contamination of sterile fields. Collectively, these actions are referred to as sterile technique. Similarly, a septic technique comprises quote, procedures designed to reduce the risk of transmission of pathogenic microorganisms to patients. End quote. During the usual course of daily activities, perioperative nurses often use the terms sterile technique and aseptic technique interchangeably, because the goal of each is the same to protect patients from the risk of infection by limiting microbial contamination. Care of perioperative patients involves performing actions to meet the primary goal of protecting patients from controllable factors that may cause surgical side infections. These actions involve strict adherence to sterile technique during operative and other invasive procedures. This article discusses general recommendations for establishing, maintaining, and moving around a sterile field, as well as responding to potential contamination of one. The term, sterile technique, is used in this article to align with the language used in the AORN Guideline for Sterile Technique. Perioperative nurses should be concerned with all contamination, not just contamination caused by pathogenic microorganisms. Practice Point Establishing the Sterile Field Before establishing the sterile field, the perioperative team members should prepare the OR for the opening of sterile supplies and instruments. This preparation comprises several essential activities, including 1. Donning clean surgical attire and a head covering before entering the OR where the sterile field will be prepared. 2. Donning and securing a clean surgical mask that covers both the mouth and nose without permitting venting of exhaled air at the sides. 3. Verifying that the room is clean. And 4. Performing hand hygiene. Beyond these basics of preparedness, the perioperative team members should avoid practices that may increase the risk of contamination, such as preparing a sterile field when there will be a delay in its use or in a location where it will not be used. When perioperative personnel open sterile items and set up the sterile field for a procedure, they should inspect each item for sterility indicators and verify that each package is intact, for example, without holes or tears in wrappers, immediately before opening it. Although perioperative nurses should consider sterility to be event-related, that is, related to factors that may compromise packaging integrity, for example, packaging material, storage and handling conditions. Rather than time-related, personnel should check any expiration dates because the age of the product may affect the ability of the packaged product to perform as expected. When opening reusable instruments that are either individually packaged in pouches, wrapped as a set, or enclosed in a rigid container system, Personnel should inspect the sterile barrier system according to the manufacturer's instructions for use, IFU. Such systems should be intact, for example, tape secure, wrap without gaps, tamper evident seals in place. 
and external locks on rigid containers should not be compromised. After removing the lids from rigid containers, personnel should verify that any filters are secure. Regardless of the type of sterile barrier system, personnel should verify that all chemical indicators have undergone the appropriate color change and should open items in a manner that prevents contamination. Perioperative nurses should review the AORN, Guideline for Sterile Technique, for specific actions to complete when opening rigid sterilization containers and wrapped packages. When opening sterile items before a scrubbed team member is present, personnel should avoid reaching or leaning over the sterile field. They also should avoid tossing items onto the field because the items may slide off the surface or damage the sterile drape. Perioperative personnel should open heavy or sharp items on a separate clean and dry surface or open the item when a scrubbed team member can remove the item directly from the package. Dispensing sterile medications and solutions onto the sterile field requires the same timing and verification processes previously discussed for opening sterile items. In addition, perioperative personnel should use a transfer device, for example, sterile vial spike, filter straw, to deliver solutions unless the solution's packaging supports delivery to a sterile field. During delivery, perioperative personnel should pour sterile medications or solutions into a designated receptacle that is either held by a scrub person or placed near the edge of the sterile field. They also should avoid splashing during delivery. The two team members should verify the medication or solution, and the scrub person should label the medication or solution immediately. Before preparing the sterile field, perioperative personnel should consider if the planned procedure will involve different wound classifications. They should separate the sterile fields, including instruments, when two or more classifications will be required and avoid using items from both fields on the cleaner wound. During procedures involving the bowel or metastatic cancer, personnel should use isolation technique and avoid using items that have contacted the bowel or involved tissue during wound closure. Personnel should use a wound protector according to the manufacturer's IFU to prevent contamination during procedures involving the gastrointestinal or biliary tracts. Practice Point Maintaining and moving around the sterile field. Perioperative personnel should continually maintain, for example, directly observe, use video technology to monitor, the sterile field after opening it. Such monitoring allows personnel to identify any potential contaminants, such as insects or ventilation particles, that may compromise the field's integrity. Personnel should prepare the sterile field immediately before use, However, there may be circumstances that cause delays. For example, patient condition, surgeon availability, isolation technique. When there is a delay, personnel should cover the field in a manner that maintains sterility. In addition, if only a portion of the sterile field will not be used immediately, for example, implants, personnel may cover just the unused portion of the sterile field. Devices that create air movement in the OR may affect the sterile field. Therefore, 
the position of the sterile field in the operating or procedure room is important. When the OR includes a unidirectional ultra-clean air delivery system, UUADS, for example, laminar airflow, personnel should position the sterile field inside the airflow curtain. They also should be aware of the boundaries of the laminar airflow curtain and the effective movement around the sterile field on the efficacy of the airflow. When heater-cooler devices are in use, personnel should maintain them in an area that does not directly affect the sterile field, with the airflow exhaust directed away from the sterile field at all times. When possible, personnel should locate the sterile field away from doors and traffic patterns that could increase the risk of contamination during the procedure. Because the levels of airborne microbial contaminants are directly proportional to the number of individuals in the OR and the number of door openings, P is less than 0.001. Perioperative personnel should limit the number of individuals in the OR and associated movement around the sterile field. All perioperative team members play important roles in minimizing the risk of sterile field contamination and share responsibility for 1. Avoiding non-essential conversations 2. Keeping OR doors closed 3. Restricting the presence of non-essential personnel 4. Limiting non-essential movement and 5. Collaborating to cover the sterile field when appropriate Scrubbed team members play a unique role in protecting the sterile field. When wearing a sterile gown and gloves, they should avoid moving away from the sterile field. Although they should position their hands and arms above waist level, they also should avoid folding their arms and placing the hands in the auxiliary regions of the gown. They should face the sterile field and avoid changing vertical levels, for example, sitting to standing. When moving around another member of the scrubbed team, they should turn back-to-back or face-to-face and maintain an appropriate distance from the other team member and from the sterile field and unsterile areas in the OR. Scrubbed personnel should avoid positioning themselves between the surgical site and a horizontal UUADS air curtain. They also should avoid leaving the sterile field to retrieve items from a sterilizer or when radiological equipment is in use. Unscrubbed team members also should implement methods to protect the sterile field. They should approach the sterile field directly, rather than from the side or backing toward it. They also should maintain as much distance as possible between themselves and the sterile field or scrubbed individuals. They should avoid 1. Reaching over a sterile field that is not covered. 2. Walking between scrubbed individuals or sterile fields. 3. Entering a vertical UUADS air curtain, and 4. Walking between a horizontal UUADS air curtain and the sterile field. Practice Point Responding to Potential Contamination of the Sterile Field Breaks in sterile technique can cause contamination of the sterile field. When perioperative personnel identify a break in technique, they should correct it as soon as possible, based on the patient's condition. When a team member identifies a contaminated item on the sterile field, the scrub person should facilitate removal of the item and any other items that may have contacted it. 
any scrubbed team members who may have contacted the contaminated item should change their gloves. The perioperative team also should consider the effect of the contaminated item on the patient and take additional corrective actions appropriate for the situation. For example, ordering and administering antibiotics after discovering the contamination. Each break in sterile technique is unique and requires a team approach to respond to the event. For example, the identification of a hole in a drape when personnel are preparing for a scheduled total joint arthroplasty before the patient is present in the OR would require a different response than identifying a hole in a drape during an emergent procedure to control abdominal bleeding. For the total joint arthroplasty, personnel would likely decide to disassemble the sterile field and begin repreparing it with sterile supplies and instruments. However, during an emergent procedure with active bleeding, the scrubbed team members would likely isolate the breach of the field. For example, cover the hole with an impervious drape, hand off any contaminated items, unless the items are critical to the procedure with no immediately accessible alternatives, and, if possible, change gloves. A risk-based critical assessment of the specific situation is essential to balance strict adherence to sterile technique with addressing any emergent patient needs that could be compromised in the event of a delay to correct sterile technique. Contamination can occur well before a procedure begins. During sterilization, the sterilant should come in contact with all instrument surfaces. If instruments are not sterilized according to the manufacturer's IFU, for example, sterilized in a closed position or assembled when the IFU specify the items should be open or unassembled, perioperative personnel should consider the instruments contaminated. They also should consider the presence of organic material, for example, blood, hair, tissue, bone, or debris, for example, grease, bone cement, on instruments as rendering such instruments contaminated. After identifying a contaminated instrument or debris in an instrument set, personnel should consider the entire set contaminated because there is no way to verify the efficacy of the sterilization process at the point of contamination. The presence of a single unsterile component in an instrument set means the sterility of the set is in question. When there is a significant break in sterile technique, the perioperative team may need to change the wound classification for the procedure. The RN circulator should document or report such breaks in technique according to the facility's policy. An interdisciplinary team comprising key stakeholders, including perioperative nurses, surgeons, quality and risk management personnel, and an infection preventionist, should create a list of breaks in sterile technique that would require a change in wound classification. Determining the contents of such a list may require an interdisciplinary critical assessment because of the limited evidence regarding what constitutes a major break. Conclusion Each member of the perioperative team is responsible for adhering to the principles of sterile technique as a principal strategy to minimize the patient's risk of surgical side infection. Careful planning, timing, and diligence are essential when establishing, maintaining, and moving around a sterile field. Personnel should identify breaks in sterile technique and collaborate to mitigate the effects of such breaks on patients.
solutions may involve replacing contaminated items or adjusting the wound classification, as well as reporting the break-in technique, according to facility policy. This Back to Basics 2.0 article contains three knowledge checks. I will now read the first knowledge check for the practice point, establishing the sterile field. Dane, an RN circulator, and Knox and Callie, surgical technologists, finish a robotic procedure earlier than expected. The charge nurse notifies them that the next patient, who will undergo a laparoscopic cholecystectomy, will not be ready for two hours. As they leave the OR, Dr. M., the surgeon, suggests that Dane, Knox, and Callie prepare the sterile field immediately so it will be ready when the patient is ready for the procedure. Dane points out that the sterile field should be prepared as close as possible to the time it will be used. Dr. M. acknowledges the reminder. Knox checks the staff member assignments and sees that he has been assigned a scrub during another procedure for Dr. M. in a different OR. An hour later, Callie re-enters the OR and begins opening supplies. She performs surgical hand antisepsis, dons a sterile gown and gloves, and begins to set up the sterile back table. Thirty minutes later, Dane walks to the preoperative area, and the preoperative nurse tells him that the laparoscopic cholecystectomy has been canceled because of the results of the patient's laboratory tests. He calls the charge nurse to notify them of this update before returning to the OR. As he walks down the hall, he observes Callie pushing the back table filled with supplies and instruments into Dr. M's second OR. In this scenario, who did not follow the practice point? A. Dane B. Knox C. Callie or D. Dr. M I will now provide the answer. In this scenario, Callie did not follow the recommended practice point. I will now read the second knowledge check for the practice point, maintaining and moving around the sterile field. Tanith, an RN circulator, and Felicia, a surgical technologist, are assigned to the neurosurgery OR with a surgeon who is habitually late. They discuss patient care plans as they prepare for the next procedure, a stereotactic-assisted brain biopsy. While they are opening supplies, Alberto, the anesthesia professional, enters the OR and mentions that he overheard a discussion at the charge nurse's desk and that it sounds as though the surgeon will be three hours late. He asks Tanith to verify the delay and to let him know when she is ready to transport the patient to the OR. Tanith leaves the OR to verify the surgeon's status, while Felicia continues to set up the sterile back table. Tanith talks to the charge nurse and learns that a staff member with the surgeon's office just confirmed the delay. The charge nurse asks her to share the information with Felicia and the patient. Tanith uses the intercom to notify Felicia of the delay, and then walks to the preoperative area to talk to the patient and nursing staff members. During this time, Joe Beth, the perioperative educator, is rounding in the department and offers assistance where needed. She enters the neurosurgery OR and observes that the open sterile surgical supplies and instruments are on the back table, and no staff members are present. 
she also notices an unidentified white mist descending from the air handling system's vents above the OR bed. In this scenario, who did not follow the practice point? A. Tanith B. Felicia C. Alberto or D. Joe Beth I will now provide the answer. In this scenario, Felicia did not follow the recommended practice point. I will now read the third and final knowledge check for the practice point, responding to potential contamination of the sterile field. Jim, an RN circulator, and Miguel, a scrub person, prepare for a total knee arthroplasty. Miguel performs surgical hand antisepsis and dons a sterile hood, a gown, and gloves before setting up the instruments. Dr. G, the orthopedic surgeon, and Jeff, the physician assistant, are having a conversation in the hallway outside the OR. As Miguel prepares the instruments, he notices a hair clamped in the jaws of a tissue clamp. He mentions it to Jim and tells him they need to procure another set of instruments. He recommends replacing the complete setup, and Jim agrees, but says they need to notify Dr. G of the problem. Jim leaves the OR to update both Dr. G and Jeff on the situation. They both respond negatively. How could this happen? exclaims Dr. G. This happens all the time, Jeff scoffs. He turns to Jim and asks how he plans to proceed. Jim tells them that the setup needs to be replaced, which will take approximately 40 minutes because the instruments need to be reprocessed. Just as Jeff acknowledges that he understands, Dr. G declares, just remove the clamped instrument from the set and let's get this procedure started. In this scenario, who did not follow the practice point? A. Jim B. Miguel C. Jeff or D. Dr. G. I will now provide the answer. In this scenario, Dr. G did not follow the recommended practice point. 